Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good evening, everybody Uneducated Economist here. So I'm going to leave a bunch of the links down in the description for you guys. And these articles are really good. Um, it really shows the shifting tide of the economy taking place. And now, the first article I want to leave down there for you guys, this one's talking about zombie zombie firms. And I believe I got this one um, when I was doing that research on New Zealand when we were talking about the uh, New Zealand Central Bank reversing the uh, idea of raising interest rates because of the COVID case. When I was reading in on some of that information, I came across this article about zombie firms. And man, the author did a great job with this article. I really encourage you guys to go and, and read this one because it's talking about zombie firms and the impact that it has on the rest of the economy. Listen to this. One of the key factors into creating zombie firms is the uncapitalized under I'm sorry, undercapitalized banks who prefer to lend to insolvent borrowers in order to hide losses and increase their chances of government support. Now, that was a very interesting paragraph for me. Now, granted, this is from like New Zealand. New Zealand is a small place and right, it doesn't have like a major impact on the rest of the economies of the world. But I think that author and what he is describing is really pretty prevalent as far as feeding zombies amongst the rest of the economies of the world. Now, when I think about like these undercapitalized banks and in what did he say? Um, who prefer to lend to insolvent borrowers in order to hide their losses. That's an interesting thing to think about. It was just like, so you already have banks who are not doing well, who are lending what money they have to firms who are not doing well in order to hide their losses, and then increase their chances of government support. Now, that also got me thinking about, like, because they also mentioned later on in the article talking about the Troubled Asset Relief Program and how the government stepped in and pretty much, like, made the insolvent banks solvent again and how that effort really is, like, or the idea of that particular effort coming in gives these banks the avail the the availability to ultimately feed and plant and water these zombies right i mean they're growing zombies for in a sense and the idea behind it is is that they will be able to hide their losses in those zombies and then if there is like a huge downturn the government's going to step in and provide like a troubled asset relief program you know provide government support it's interesting to think about that and how that is affecting like the rest of the economy out there when you think about the resources that these zombie companies are taking. They're all the best talent, all the best resources, and they're taking funding. They're taking funding that should be going to legitimate companies, not zombies, ones that have to exist by gorging on ever-increasing amounts of debt. But they're taking that those resources from the legitimate companies and 
if you think about it, if funding is going towards like insolvent companies or companies that are about ready to default or do default, that makes the borrowing costs for legitimate companies ever increasing, right? I mean, they should have access to funding that is going towards zombie corporations. You, you see what I'm saying? Like that funding shouldn't go that way. It should be going towards legitimate places. And if the legitimate funding was all there just for them, there would be plenty of it. Uh, am I describing that right? So that's one of the things I think about is it's like, wow, the whole idea of trying to support the economy with low interest rates is what's actually creating a situation in which the, the economy will begin to deteriorate. Because it ends up feeding into corporations that shouldn't exist in the first place. Now, if you want to see the results of it, of something like that, of what it's like when companies too, do begin to default, you just have to go to China. And I will leave a link down in the description for that, where they right now are having records amount of bond defaults, corporate bond defaults taking place. Now, something that's interesting about this is, is that a lot of these corporate bond defaults that are occurring in China, these things were are dollar denominated, like US dollar denominated debt in China that was sold by Chinese corporations to foreign investors. Doesn't have anything to do with the United States, but yet that creates a demand for dollar that is worldwide. That kind of thing is happening on a huge scale. And I will leave links down in the description for that. I mean, it's, what do they put it? Um, China's $850 billion worth of foreign investment dollar denominated Chinese corporate debt is what it was. Um, so, you know, I think about that. I think about that dollar demand that has taken place out there. And then you come over here to the United States and you look at what's going on at the repo facility. Like another record amount of cash flowed into the repo facility. This is cash with no place else to go. This is cash that would be buying treasuries if there were some available, yet the Federal Reserve continues to buy $80 billion worth a month. Do you think that maybe there's a little bit of room for them to taper? I mean, just a little bit? Trillion dollars goes into the, into the repo facility, and maybe, just maybe, there's a little room to back off on the treasury purchases. I mean, I, I'm just guessing there, maybe. Anyway, mortgage-backed securities. A lot of people think that the mortgage-backed securities, there's no way that the Federal Reserve could ever back away from the mortgage-backed security purchases. It would cause the real estate market to crash. If you don't have this continuous investor who has a printing press in order to buy those bonds, then the yields on them would begin to rise, the prices would begin to fall, and the interest rates on home loans would begin to go up. Now, there's a lot said right there, but ultimately, home loans are securitized. That means that they take a bunch of them, they put them into a box, and they sell that box off to an investor. That investor is the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve is buying $40 billion a month worth of those securities. Now, they come generally from the government entities like Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac. These are the type of loans that have a particular criteria towards them that only the government will buy. Or not only the government will buy, but the government will only buy those particular types of loans. There are investors all over the world, including the United States and 
you know, retirement funds, whatever. There's all kinds of people who will buy these mortgage-backed securities, not just the Federal Reserve. And the building of these securities has started to move and shift into another direction of lender or of borrowers who are not necessarily meeting the criteria of the government sponsored type enterprises. So what's going on there is that you have like home loans that are super expensive, home loans going to uh, self-employed, home loans that are typically more difficult to, to lend out to say like the Fannie Mae and Freddie Max type. These loans are now becoming popular amongst the investors in mortgage-backed securities. You see that? This is like investors who are looking for a little bit better return inside of the real estate market. They're finding it inside of these mortgage-backed securities that are outside of what the government would typically say is a criteria that you would have to meet to, to in order to sell them a loan. So this is something interesting to think about. It is small right now, but it just kind of shows that the private market, of, as far as mortgage lending goes, is starting to increase outside of the government side. It's just something to think about. I mean, it's it's nothing to like, you know, say, hey, this is a huge thing taking place, but it is a direction, a path in which to look at. So something very, you know, like I said, something to definitely keep your eye on, and I'll leave links down in the description for that. Um, let me think, what else was there? I think that's all I really wanted to talk about on this one. Anyway, that's probably a long enough video. An educated economist, you guys let me know.